right now with three seconds with two and for the first time since 1980 Furman Purple reigns in the Southern Conference the Furman Paladins are going to the NCAA tournament 88-79 the final Furman over Chattanooga get inside get inside take shelter Hour three, Tiro in the morning show on a Tuesday, March 7. Toby and TJ back with you. A1 and turkey bacon. Hopefully um, Skip's not making that announcement today. They beat the storms. Get inside. Get inside. Take shelter. <laughs> Baseball today at 1 o'clock. They've moved it up, folks. 1 o'clock today. It was a night game. Now it's a day game. It's supposed to start raining around 6 o'clock tonight, so... UNLV in town. We're going to play the Hustlin' Rebels twice. I don't like that nickname. I'm going to be honest with you. Running Rebels was alliterative. It rolls off the tongue. Running Rebs. Hustlin' Rebs. Did they change this? Well, I don't know if it's an official thing. or It's on all their game notes and all their website and everything. That's just kind of what they refer to themselves as is the it's just the baseball team. I get the baseball team because, like, uh, I was the uh, multi-winner of the Missile Hus- uh, Mr. Hustle Award in T-ball for many years. So That's I Pete get Rose's it. name. Uh, right. So I would win that trophy and be like, yeah, Mr. Hustle. Uh, between that and Presidential Fitness uh, Awards, man, I was such an athlete. Um, like but you're right. Like... It's, they're the running rebels. I mean. What? But, like, imagine if it was OU. It's like the hustling Sooners. No, like, it doesn't. Doesn't sound all that flattering. Well, it sounds it? like a nickname you would have in the fifties. Ah, look at those hustling rebels. Right. <laughs> We're here today, and they look to be running. The guys look like they're ready to hustle out on the field today. Boy, your old timey voice is on point today. You've <laughs> tapped into it several times. I don't know. I just what just what everybody be the running rebels. It's perfectly fine, right? It's yes, perfectly fine. I think so. Anyway, they're in town. Uh, 1 o'clock start, 12.30 pregame today. ORU plays for the Summit League title tonight, 8 o'clock against North Dakota State. That game will be on ESPN2. Thunder back in action at home tonight, two-game winning streak. Golden State, the opponent tonight, 7 o'clock. TJ, we've also got the big 60-18 giveaway coming up now in less than a week. 
next Monday at Buffalo Wild Wings. And what do the folks out there need to know about this? It's next Monday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Thank you, TJ. No, uh, it is correct. That is the, the the date and the location. Noon to seven, teams will start be uh, will start giving away teams at two p.m. And um, new this year with the uh, network across the state. Many of you traveling for spring break. Many of you listening around the world on the KREF app. We're giving you a chance at a select number of teams. Go to KREF.com right now. When you go to KREF.com, nowhere to uh, look for anything. It should just, the entry form should pop up for you after you go to that site. If it doesn't, that means you've got something called a pop-up blocker on. You need to turn that off or use a different browser. Uh, So the entry form will pop up. You fill that out. We'll take those entries and print them off for you. Put them in a hopper. And a select number of teams will go to those listeners that uh, are listening out of the area or can't make it to the event. The majority of the teams will still go to those of you attending live, as well as 10 great instant prizes from some of our wonderful sponsors that will draw forth throughout the uh, the evening. So you have to be present to win one of the 10 instant prizes. Those will not be given to anybody that registers online, just a select number of teams. So we'll, uh, we'll start drawing those teams at 2 o'clock, and Toby and I will finish things off that last hour from 6 to 7, and good time will be had by all next Monday at Buffalo Wild Wings and more. What was your, what kind of recess activities did you uh, participate in, in grade school or middle school or whatever? Um, what, were the ga- what were the games that were played on your playground? Like at, at recess, not at gym? Correct. Oh, we played a lot of kickball. Kickball yep. was big. Yep. Um, there was... A dodgeball was mainly in gym. We we all right. love dodgeball. That was mainly in gym. I was big kickball from what I remember and basketball. There was the one you would have the goals over there with just like the square piece of cement on our playground. <laughs> it wouldn't even be like a full quarter big enough for a uh, three point line or anything back then. Yeah. So we would shoot baskets. We would often um, what's the dome? The half dome. Uh, jungle gym, basically. Uh, the, the, yeah. It wasn't the monkey bar, so we would often uh, hang in that area. So those were mainly the ones I remember. Kickball, I remember. It seems like we played that a lot in recess. The three things I remember in grade school. Hopscotch. We had a big hopscotch area. What? I wasn't doing that, but I'd go over Come there. Come on. Well, no, hear me out. I would go over there because that's where the girls were hanging out, and oh, I'd okay. go right, mingle with the girls, do a little flirting, you know? Yeah. I got you. Uh, kickball was big at Lacoma Elementary. Uh, tetherball was huge. Oh, tetherball. I forgot about that. Yes. You'd have a line, you know, winter stays. Seems another safe activity for young children. Yeah, no joke. I saw tetherball the other day. Uh, Chloe and I, I was like, here's how you do it. I think I'm trying to remember how you do it. And wall ball. We played a ton of wall ball. We did play wall ball too. Yeah. Ball ball was fun. I, that's another thing I can't believe they allowed us to do because you're just zinging tennis balls at people. Uh, wall ball was a blast, though, and you pelt somebody at a fastball. Now, in middle school, it was almost entirely football, if I remember correctly. Not that there was a recess, but after lunchtime, we got to go outside for like 20 minutes or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And we played football. Every day we played football. Uh, tackle like full-on tackle football that was fun a lot of hurt people a lot of hurt a lot of injuries there 
they um see a middle school where I was in Texas, we just had an area where you could go outside and just kind of mingle. It wasn't it was like a gravel lot, so you couldn't even like play football or anything really. Just go out there and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And... That's basically it was like a <laughs> thinking back on it, it was like it seems like that All was right, just everybody a smoking, out to the gravel smoking lot. area for the kids out back. <laughs> Lunch is over. Everybody out to the gravel lot. And I don't remember. I was in uh, middle school for one year when I moved to Enid. I don't remember even going outside at any point. Mm-hmm. Maybe we did, but I don't remember it. But, yeah, wall ball. I remember it was a massive controversy at our middle school because uh, going outside got shut down for a while because uh, these. it wasn't like a bully i mean i guess it was but they were like three friends it wasn't like they were picking on somebody else i'm sure that happened all the time but i'm saying these were like three friends that were playing and two of them picked up the other one there was like a handicapped parking spot or something like that at the front of the school you know the pole with the sign on top of it and each each grabbed the leg of the friend and rammed him into the pole (laughs) and I think he was like medically injured pretty bad. And so that was a whole. I should be laughing. No, it's terrible. He might still be having repercussions to this day. I don't know. But that was a whole big thing. Like there was a whole school wide, you know, shut down for a month or whatever. Nobody goes outside. You guys have ruined your. Look, what did that? Those two idiots did it. Not us. So, yeah. Haunting memories of junior high. Uh oh! Here's our first angry texter. I knew these were coming. Talk sports. No, no, the weatherman. This is bullcrap. You guys are giving away teams to people who aren't going to be there and support Buffalo Wild Wings. This everybody gets a trophy. Crap. You calm down, Gary England. So answer. This was not my decision. Calm down, Gary England. Not Gary. That sounds more like David David Payne. Payne. Uh, we did play some dangerous games, though, back in the day. Tetherball, I remember kids just getting smacked in the face, losing oh, yeah. teeth, broken yeah. noses. It was just a daily occurrence. Go see the nurse. The nurse. Boy, she had her work cut out for her back in the day, didn't she? <laughs> she did. <laughs> now she just is there for emotional support. Go talk yeah. to the nurse. Mm-hmm. Sorry you're sad over your bee. Hey, by the way, this will be fun. Um, I'll be in Kansas City, and uh, I don't know where Chris is. Where's Chris going this weekend? He's got that uh, oh Mississippi State and uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Teams. Starkville down there. Right? Is it Starkville? Starkville? Yeah, I don't know where they're going. He's out of town. Chad's probably fishing. Uh, Aaron Miller is hosting the Rudy shows Thursday night. Oh, week. really? Yeah. How about that? Former OU softball star Aaron Miller, uh, who works for Sooner Sports Properties mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. does some softball work for us still, color analyst work. She's going to host the shows on Thursday night. Very cool. Highly recommend people tune in or roll That'll out. That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Great opportunity there. Uh, yes, it is the Bulldog Invitational, so it's in Starkville. So. Porter Moser said we need to focus on a new arena. Yes, I'm glad you uh, – I was going to ask you about this because – not necessarily uh, Porter's comments because I think everybody agrees on what he had to say yesterday. But why the approval then 
like everybody knows this is a focus. Like you need the new arena. So why put nine point five million with this uh, announcement yesterday with the how the money was going to be divvied up into some certain areas into locker room upgrades on a facility that you know you want to replace? Because you're years away from replacing it. I get that, but man, that nine point five could go a long way to a new arena. Is how I look no, at it. No, it couldn't. No, it could go on a two hundred million dollar arena. Well, that's no. nine point five of two hundred million. Well. If you said today, all right, we'll give you a new arena. If you want to put this 9.5 toward the new arena, then maybe some people who have donated the money for specific things, like locker room improvement, getting their names on you know facilities, things like that, would say, you know what, I'd rather put it toward that since we know now we're definitely getting a new arena. Right. But in the meantime, we've been trying for this for a while now, and it hasn't happened. Nobody can feel very confident that it's going to happen. So let's try to let's try to at least help the place we're at in the meantime, I guess. I guess. I, I guess. I just think I could build an arena for 9.5 million. You I could, could not. Fi- I could figure it out. It'd you can't one, build a house it for would be one of those it would be in the version of a tiny home, but I could figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be an outdoor playground. Be. It'd be just the square concrete. Wouldn't yeah. be big enough for a three-point line. We can rent some. Bleachers. I played on a court like that back in the day. Great games, yeah. But Porter says, I mean, he's he's been uh, consistent since he got here. We need to make our efforts toward a new arena. So yes, we'll see. I, I feel like there's more. I feel like there's more uh, movement in that direction in the last three, four months. Maybe, maybe that's false hope. But it seems like there's more people behind it. seems like this University North Park idea has picked up some steam and again. So we'll see. I don't know. It's kind of I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. But I hope so. I really Will hope so. Will saw... you still be calling men's basketball games by the time the new arena is built? <laughs> That's, the so. <laughs> That's the question. That's the question. I think it was um... – uh, Bob from Cement, I saw, like, replied yesterday to it. Uh, Billy Tubbs was fine with the Lloyd Noble Center. It was 30 and 40 years ago, man. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that was four decades ago. It was state-of-the-art yeah. back then. What they need to do if they want the arena to get built is pay to take the fans with them on the road for a year. Go to all the away games. In the conference and in the new conference we're going into too, and see what everybody else has, and that would light a fire under people. I think you go down to Austin and see that place, and you come back to Norman and you're like, we got to do something. You know, with this new place they're building in Waco, the Auburn Arena we were in last year. You go to some of these other places, and you're like, how are we ever going to get a recruit with? the Lloyd Noble Center versus those places. So, but, I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And There's just so much friction between the city and the university and lack of cooperation there, and it's just so discouraging. And I get what Bob is saying there, meaning Billy put butts in the seats, and, and I get that. If if the program was winning at a higher level, they were locked into the tournament, their, their crowds would be better. That doesn't take away the fact you still need a new arena. Sure. Even if you're getting great attendance and, and pulling in eight, 9,000 a night, you still need a new arena. 
So yep. that doesn't change. It doesn't have anything to do with Billy or what they did back then or anything. So, right. Um, how old? This is from Bob. He's texted me. Yeah. How old is Cameron Indoor? I've been there. It's a dump. High school gym. They're making excuses. I mean, that's well, a completely if, different thing. If Fog Boy Allen Noble Fieldhouse was, is old too, sure. but it's got history behind it. Those places are awesome. A, a, a completely terrible comparison. Nobody's making excuses saying, oh, you can't win unless they get a new arena, although they are connected. The ability to recruit and appeal to people in transfer portals and appeal to fans going to games. I mean, how much complaining do we hear from fans That's what I was about, about to the say. LNC? Fans just complain about the LNC and say, I'm not going. Uh, the LNC stinks. Um Nobody goes to Fog Allen Fieldhouse and comes back going, you know what? The popcorn line was too long. <laughs> I don't know. It's there, not there comparable some, facilities. Those there are, are some people, and Bob's one of them, and I think Sean's in this category too, and I love both of them. They don't want anything new. They don't ever oh, want anything to be built. I'll speak for Sean here. He wants a new basketball arena. He definitely okay. does. He doesn't right, feel that. He doesn't feel that 250 needs to be pumped into the football facilities at this point. But he does. He is in agreement that an, an arena needs to be built. It is annoying. I understand as a fan base when they keep coming back asking for money for new stuff. I don't foresee that ever ending. It never has stopped, nor will it ever stop. I don't think. And it's going to get worse when we go to the SEC. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what to say. I mean, it seems this seems like a pretty obvious thing. From, But I'm fortunate enough that I get to travel. And I get to see all these other places. And the comparison to, like, when we go other places and I come back to Owen Field, I'm like, God, we got a palace, man. This place is awesome. Um. When we go other places and come back to the Lloyd Noble Center, I'm like, I got good memories in the LNC. I love the LNC. I love Wayman Tisdale and Buddy Heald and the Kelvin Sampson teams and all. We've had great memories in that place, but it's old, man. It's time. It's out of date. We can do better. We'll be back. The T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. T-Row in the morning show, RK Blab bringing you this hour. Office technology solutions for your business out there in Oklahoma or Kansas. Fax printer, scanner, document management, rkblack.com, 405-943-9800. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Thank you, Toby. Preach! LNC needs to be put out to pasture. Who plays in a 60-year-old multi-purpose stadium anymore? It's like playing in elementary slash middle school at uh, the cafe gymnasium. Bob texted me back. Jenny's doing okay at the Lloyd Noble. That's not the point, Bob. I love you, brother. I love you. But it's not about can you win games or not. It's about taking a little bit of pride. I mean... Yes, it would help. It would help, I think, in recruiting and bringing in talent and everything like that. And trust me, Jenny Baranchek would agree. Um, But it's not all about 
like you can't win in this building. We got to get a new building. Like with, we need it for the fans, man. Mm-hmm. The, the fans deserve a better place than that, right? The student athletes, our teams, the fans, the university. It ran its course. It's it was nice while it lasted. It was a good facility. It ran its course. It's time for something new. To be honest, it more than ran its course. You could be sitting here talking about we need to be getting a third arena built. There should have been one in between and maybe another one on the way. And if we do it right, we can do something that benefits way more than just our basketball teams. I mean, we could do something really cool for the city and to bring in more money for all of Norman and everything, man. I mean, we just got to get our heads out of thinking old, you know? I mean, come on. Be a little forward-thinking and innovative here. So here's a, here's a, a question, and he's basing it off the fact that he really likes the location of the Lloyd Noble Center. So he says, can the LNC not be completely just overhauled? Yes. Could be. It's an option. You would have to probably find somewhere to play for a year, maybe two, because it's not something they could do in an right. off season. Right. So, but yeah, you could. It's an option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they've got, I think the University of North Park idea has some merits to it because I think fans getting down from Oklahoma City, that is getting in and out of the LNC is not the easiest thing in the world. And I'm, I'm talking about the parking lot. I'm talking about Highway 9 and, and access and all that kind of stuff. Right. But if that is the best and you already have that plot of land and that's the best thing to do, then it's certainly a viable option, I think. I think that benefits the university. That other the, I, the reason I like the University of North Park idea is because it benefits the entire Norman area as well as the university. Like the... We can't do the arrangement that they have in Austin because we're not going to have a L.A. company come in and pay for the whole thing. It would but, be nice. It would be nice, but they can't, like, like I think you've mentioned this, the Paycom Center is too close. Heck, BOK is too close. The big artists where they're making the money back on that, they're going to those arenas, and you can't compete with yeah. that as far as that scale of concert and draw for tickets. So, Right, and Austin, Texas is Austin, Texas. It's one of the music capitals of right, right. the United States, and they said, listen, we're going to invest in this, and Texas got lucky. You know, they got, they got lucky. But something like that, where both you had a mid-sized concert venue there, something between Paycom and a casino or something like that, you could host all kinds of tournaments and, and, the, and the convention center area and restaurants and hotels and where tax dollars are brought in for the city as well as the university having a a new arena to have gymnastics in and basketball and all that kind of stuff, hosting tournaments. and I don't know. It just seems really really logical to me. You need to move to Norman Mm -hmm. and run for mayor. Okay, I'll do it. You could get all this done. You were the man that we could get behind. Didn't our current mayor say he was for this? He's, he's, He's... um, he says so, yeah, so we'll see. I think Maybe I'm more powerful with a morning radio show, to Well, be that's what I'm you. saying. Your voice carries further than his, I think, so. Mm. Uh, Texas spent $450 million on its new basketball arena. No, they didn't. No, they didn't spend a dime on it. No. I mean, it may have cost that, but they didn't spend uh, uh, anything on it. Yeah, so. I, I explained this when we went down to Austin, but uh, they got 120 I think it was, donated by the uh, – 
What's the place named after? Moody. The Moody. By Center. the Moody. Uh, yeah, the Moody family. Uh, Moody's gave 120 million. They got their name on the place. The rest of it was completely paid for, as it was told to me anyway, by a company in Los Angeles who footed the bill for the rest of it. Now, the university and the city did have to pay for utilities to the place to get it all, you know, hooked up and everything. But that's it. This company in Los Angeles paid for the rest of it. They gave, give, 60 dates a year to the university for basketball games, commencements, whatever they want to do in there. And then the company gets the rest, and they bring in concerts. The company, for 10 years, gets all of the uh, profits from the place, concessions, everything that comes through there goes to this company in Los Angeles for 10 years. And then after 10 years, they do a profit-sharing. I don't know what the percentages are on it, but they do a profit-sharing with the university after 10 years on uh, all that stuff. So, I mean, it was now, I mean, you know, you, you don't get to use it whenever you want, but still pretty glorious situation that happened there. And they bring in, I mean, pretty, you look at the docket for what's coming through there. I mean, it was Bruce Springsteen the night before we played. Well, that, that's what I was about to say. Um, you may only be given those select amount of dates, but you got Lady Gaga, Bruce Springsteen, Adam Sandler, uh, those are just a few that I know that have come through there or are coming through there. That's a recruiting tool, tool as well. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you come here, we get some big events here in this building. You're going to have uh, ability to go and see these shows. It's a it's a the draw in that regard too. Now, the Baylor Arena is more like what I think we could do in Norman. That was a mm-hmm. cooperative effort between the university and the city. That's in construction right now. It'll be done... Uh, January of next year, at least that's when it's supposed to be. And uh, we saw the bones of it when we played down there. It's nice. It's kind of a field house shape look to it. 7,000 seats. They built smaller, which I think is a great idea. And uh, th- that was more of a cooperative effort to try to uh, get the money to get that done. Average Joe wants to know with Reuter, uh with Reuters, with with uh, with Porter's recent comments on a new venue, why wouldn't you just tear down the field house since it's outdated? I know history, but useless, perfect location. Try to use some of the bricks or atmosphere from the field house, put in a parking garage, done. Well, I love that idea. Not necessarily tear it down. I don't know anything about the logistics of pulling that off i i think mccaslin fieldhouse is a glorious old venue that has you know anytime you're in that place it's really cool but i don't know how you go about going from three thousand to seven thousand or eight thousand seats and what all that would entail i just don't know i love the idea of the location of it heart of campus all that kind of stuff I think they could figure out the parking and everything. I don't know. It like a football game. It'd be hard to get in and out of there, but still, it would be a really cool place. There doesn't seem to be much support for that, which makes me think. And maybe I just need to ask Joe about this. Makes me think maybe that it would be too hard to pull off structurally. But it is a cool building. It's old. You'd have to do a lot to it to get it you know, sparkling and fun and for the fans and up-to-date and modern and all that kind of stuff, but it is a cool structure with a lot of history to it. Great time. 8.35, T-Row in the Morning Show on a Tuesday. We'll be back.
The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I understand the other side of the story. I don't want to sound like I'm um, insensitive to a difference of opinion because that's what makes the world go round. And it's a lot of money, and however they do it, it could affects tax affect taxpayers and maybe they don't believe it's going to be a win-win in the end and all that kind of stuff so um i get it i just there are some out there that are just kind of against everything the university ever wants to do especially the athletic department i'm gonna root for my teams but i don't ever want them to do anything new or ask for any money i want them to win i want them to go to the sec it's unacceptable for them to not win first place and championships and all that kind of stuff but don't build anything new and don't ask for any money. And not many, not all, but some. There are some out there that are like that. Why do you need that for? Come on. It's good enough the way it is. That mentality irks me a little bit. I'm one that doesn't like change, but I'm for that change. You're for the baseball stadium being renovated too. Yeah, I am. Well, I think um, I think that's happening. Yeah, I mean that's part of what that announcement was yesterday. The nine point five what was going to basketball, and then what was it forty five? I think million for baseball, and I think the same for softball. I think I, did it say a timeline on the baseball thing? It did, I, the one I saw just had the the dollar amounts and how it was divided up. It, I don't think it had a timeline. They've raised a nice chunk of that, and um, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if after this season they don't start turning some dirt out there. Which would be great. The timing-wise for the SEC and everything would be great. And I like their plan there. I, 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 we don't need the giant baseball stadium. No, no, not at all. Not at all. They just do need to... Uh, well, what you just said, that the, the designs that I've seen are, are look perfect to me. Make it, make it fan-friendly. Uh, make it more appealing for student groups to want to come out. Make it recruitable to spruce up some of the uh, underbelly of the place, um, where you know training facilities, locker rooms, all that kind of stuff could use a once over, and uh, just make it a little more presentable. I, I think El Del Mitchell Park is better than it than it gets hammered for. It's not terrible. Agree. It's a fine facility, but it, like the LNC, could use a little bit of a upgrade, a lot of an upgrade. And compared to the uh, stadiums we're about to go into, it will be close to last in the SEC in its current form. Uh, and compared to the one up in Stillwater, it's not even in the same pun, very much intended, ballpark. I mean, what what they built up in Stillwater, O'Bray Stadium is, Maybe the nicest college baseball stadium in the United States. That or Mississippi State's. One of those two is it. Um, but I don't. I don't think they need to do. I just nice like make it a tough ticket to get into. Make it a fun environment, right? Uh, add some elements to it with that will really make the kids want to come out and participate and be a part of it. And that's a little bit of a hard thing to figure out, maybe, but. Um, make it, there is some momentum behind OU baseball right now. 
let's keep that momentum going into the SEC and uh, – you know, we could, we could have some really fun times ahead of us. But. Yeah. The discussion we've had of the LNC and, and the situation with Eldell completely opposite for me. I find Eldell very enjoyable to watch a ball game at. Does it need things? Does it need upgraded concession? Like you said, make it more fan-friendly for um, kind of some party areas and some trends that we've seen. Yeah. A lot of ballparks going to. Those corrals and corrals, still water. Yeah. Absolutely, you need that type of stuff for the environment, and I'm all for that. But I – even as it is, it's an enjoyable place to watch a ball game for me. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And we'll be there today, TJ, at 1 o'clock for a baseball game against the boys from Las Vegas. I wonder when the return trip to this series is, TJ. <laughs> yeah, because you want to get out to Vegas. You're such a Vegas guy. Ah, me and Vegas are hand in glove, baby. That's my kind of town. Sin City. You're like, wait a minute, is Celine Dion in town tonight? Set this Nazarene boy loose in Sin City and watch me go, Teach. <laughs> Did someone say all-you-can-eat buffet? That's exactly right. I am a buffet <laughs> killer, baby. No, I'd like to go to Vegas. I'd like to uh, go to UNLV, play some baseball out there, hang out with the Krugers. I'll go over to Lonnie's place, have a cookout. I'm trying to remember if I saw the baseball field one. The few times I've been there, I don't. I know I've seen. Well, there's the, two. The, there's a minor league stadium, and then the UNLV has its own stadium. Right, right, yeah. But I've seen the, the Thomas Mac. I don't know if the baseball was over there near it or not. I'm trying to remember if I even. Did you saw go to it. a concert there, or what? Were no, you no, doing just in Vegas? just driving by, um, oh. headed to the strip, you know, or whatever. I, I what, passed well, by. You just were out there. there to gamble. That was or a convention. I was there for a, my bachelor party. Oh, boy. And Easy then, on the details, please. Um, Spare us. We were there a couple of years ago for a friend's 40th birthday. So those are the last two times I've been there. So yeah. I'm not a frequent Vegas visitor. I'm not a big Vegas guy. Nah, I mean, not nah, me either. We, we've been there once. Jenny and I went once as a couple, and then I think we went once with basketball. Or did we have we been out there twice with basketball? I think once. I think we played Washington. Yeah, we played Washington in the MGM Grand. Lost. Ryan Spangler broke his nose. Because I remember riding back, I was sitting by him on the plane saying, dude, because he was hurting, you know. I was like, man, I know you're hurting, but you got to take pride in this. You know, like you're on a list with some very – Awesome people who have broken their nose in the MGM Grand. <laughs> Some of the biggest names in boxing history. You're right up there with them. So anyway, I, I don't remember being there other than that. But didn't there foot in the football championship game going to Vegas sometime soon? Uh, I think that's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Final Four is going to Vegas, right? I think all of it. Yeah, I mean, all those big events are scheduled there sometime. Final soon. Four in Vegas sounds like a disaster. All those coaches in Vegas. You know, there's not going to be any. There's going to be some stories come out of that. 847, Plank joins us to wrap it up next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for the crossover with Toby Rowland. 
TJ Perry and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Joined now by the Plank Show. Wrap up a fairly boring edition of the T-Row in the morning show today. By the way, it is a uh, good day for baseball in the Big 12. you got some good matchups today. OSU hosting Arizona State today. Uh, Baylor and Dallas Baptist tonight. Texas and Sam Houston tonight. Sam Houston's got a squad. Uh, even Texas Tech's got a, a better game. than they, New Mexico's off to a good start. They play them today. So good day uh, around the Big 12. Good morning, Chris Plank. What's up, Toby? How are you guys today? Good? I think we're doing okay. TJ, are we doing okay? I think no, we're doing okay. No. Oh, TJ's not doing well. No, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. What's up with you, oh, my man? man? Well, I was listening, um, driving the girls to school and the conversation about, I bet they well, love that. Well, I, they get to pick music on the way there, and so I get you on the way back. That's my that, that's our compromise, um, <laughs> which really there's no compromise. I just do anything that everyone tells me to do in my household, and it's done. Hence why we have a horse, a cat that's staring at me right now, like 16 chickens. I have no control over my household. But you were talking about, um, like Bob from Cement, bringing up, well, there's no problems at places like Cameron. It's a dump. There's no problems at places like Allen Fieldhouse. But I mean, what you don't see is the infrastructure of that that has been constantly and chronically upgraded. I mean, the home locker rooms for the Kansas Jayhawks, they're like, it's a brand new arena, state of the art. Um, The offices for Duke, same thing. So I just, you know, when we delve into these There's also a difference between, like, Hinkle, we were at Hinkle Fieldhouse last year. There's There's a difference between a historic venues. I would consider Owen Field historic. I would not want them to ever tear that place down and build something new. If we can make it better, great. But we're talking about historic venues versus Mm -hmm. there's nothing historic about the Lloyd Noble Center. There's been some fun history in there, but nobody says historic Lloyd Noble Center, you know? Right, right. So I I, I thought that was pretty interesting stuff. And then I was having flashbacks of – you were talking about Heatherball, right? Whenever, <laughs> and who were the who were the boys that got in trouble for uh, pulling a guy? That's what we used to call it. Is yeah. Mike Crawford was always the guy that would start it. It's like, let's go pull Max. It's like, no, Max is too big. It's like, he'll take four of us. Um, we had a game called what a Kick the Ball over thing the- to do to someone else. Awful, right? I mean, and I was like, TJ, I was actually kind of laughing. Uh, we're terrible people at our core. Um, we had a game called Kick the Ball Over the Wire, Toby. <laughs> I was thinking about just how Catch simple times were. We had a, we had a power pole in our, in our um, playground, and there was a wire, and one team would get on one side, and one team would get on the other side, and you would try to kick the ball over the wire. And if the other team caught it, then the person who kicked it was out. Public school, baby, let's go. Nothing... <laughs> You guys didn't have anything as creative as kick the ball over the wire, did you? Oh no, uh-uh. that's that sounds great. I'm jealous. <laughs> and if you if you got the person that could really kick, right? If you got the person, then you were in good shape because the ball would be so high. You know, you're talking about you know fourth and fifth graders 
that's that's tough, right? You would you yeah. would you would get the benefit of someone that's not able to catch a ball that's kicked too high. So play guys, The other thing I remember minutes. about elementary school recess was they allowed us to play music. Like that was something they could threaten us with if we were not behaving right. as no music at recess or whatever. There was like a it was, it was like a boom box, okay? And all I ever remember them playing was Michael Jackson. <laughs> it was always Michael Jackson. What you know, it, it, that's he was the coolest dude on the planet at the time. Boy, if Mama Roland would have known what they were playing on that I playground, know. you would have been in trouble, young man. Yeah, you're probably right. But but it was constantly <laughs> Michael Jackson. Was there anything better though? Then after what was what'd you say, TJ? Kickball, kickball was big. Four oh yeah, square kickball. was big. Yep, four square, um, wall ball, tether ball. But there was nothing better than when the bell would ring and you race back in and you got that water fountain water, and it was yeah. so cold and it was so yeah. perfect. Now these kids today, it's got these kids today. Right? Hold on, I've got to refill my Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> this water's not chilled enough. It didn't matter. Is that this purified water? drink of water ever and if there was someone taking too long people would grumble at the line it's like toby come on we're thirsty but you just can't stop drinking it was so good what so was your good. favorite what was your favorite school lunch oh the square pizza <laughs> pizza day the pizza yeah. was awful but it was great it was terrible yeah. but it's great you're right favorite yeah, school lunch Tater top Tater tots would be with them too. Um, I love yeah. their square pizzas, the pizzas that were just square shaped. Yeah, and then uh, cheeseburgers and fries or tots. Yeah. Mm. So why good. were the pizzas square? By the way, don't know. Don't know. Never quite figured that out. Remember, I'm just sure like the breaded breaded mystery meat patty. <laughs> oh you get yeah, that mashed potatoes. <laughs> just just a breaded patty of something. Yeah. Hey guys, have a great day out there. Okay, both of you. Hope you have a great call today, man. Can't wait to listen. Thank you. One o'clock baseball today. I got pregame coverage for you at twelve thirty right here on the ref. You can watch it this afternoon on ESPN Plus as well. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.